Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Comedian and actor Paige Kennedy and musician, of course, is on the podcast today. Paige Kennedy has been an actor for a very long time. He has been in some amazing films such as SWAT, The Meg, and uh, he got a start on a TV show called The Kennedys, which is a really funny story. He snuck onto the set and got an audition essentially without any representation. And he shares that story and talks about how it all coincides together. But he can currently be seen on the Netflix hit series The Upshaws, which airs today starring Mike Epps Wanda Sykes I mean the list goes on and on and uh, he plays a character Duck and this is just a really fun and fantastic family show we talk a lot about Paige's career and really kind of how he got his start and really sort of how it takes resources and knowledge to be successful in life a very important concept that I think is often missed and we cover a lot of other things as well we talk about him being a father and his son showing interest and pursuing the industry as well all of this and much more head over over to the Brett Allen show for all of our latest episodes. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for listening and being a part. Be sure to follow us and subscribe to the show. Leave us a kind rating and review. It really does help and enjoy today's episode with actor, comedian, and musician Paige Kennedy. You're listening to the Brett Allen show, a pop culture podcast. Have you subscribed to this show yet? I've tried bribes. I've tried gifts. You should. It's absolutely free. I even sent him some pet oxen. Now back to the show with your host, Brad Allen. Idly hey. Welcome to another episode of the Brad Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished. A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Paige Kennedy, welcome into the podcast. We are happy to have you here today. What up, though? I'm happy to be here with you, B.A. Well, thank you. We have so many things to cover. Big fan for a long time of your comedy and just all the things that you do. The Meg, of course. I mean, we can't not mention the Meg uh, with Jason Statham. I see the poster in the background, too. That's that's kismet, my friend. Yes. Let's yes, talk yes. about the Upshaws, because this is, I think, probably one of the best single cam, multicam comedies on Netflix that's coming here very soon. And uh, it has a fan fantastic cast uh wanda sykes mike epps this actually airs premiering may 12th i had an opportunity which is tomorrow so had an opportunity to watch a screener let's talk about the show your character uh and what it's all about Uh, how many episodes did you get to see i just got to see the first one that's it i play the character duck who is mike epps best friend and uh he he did a bid for him seven to ten in prison um on a botched robbery where Mike Epps was the getaway driver. <laughs> yes. He was the only one that got away. Um, and, you know, I didn't squeal on him. I just did the time. And during the time in jail, I found the Lord. Yes. I found the Lord. And, he, he, you know, he's still kind of new to it. So he doesn't always get all of the Bible quotes correct, but he, <laughs> his heart is in the right place. And um, he is, he has been very discerning ever since. Um, and it's a fun character. Uh, you know, you get to see his humanity. Um, I think it is a 
congenial character for everyone um, that will enjoy it. Yeah, it's a fun show. And from what I can tell, also will cover a lot of important topics and conversations as well. As being a part of something like this, what is your hope or your idea that people will walk away from when they have the opportunity to watch the show? Laughter, I hope, is what they have. You know, it's a time where we could use some laughs. This is, uh, you know, they're this um family will be analogous to a lot of people's families that are in um blue collar households in the midwest so it, it will feel familiar to some which would uh add even more humor to it you know uh and I, i'm really excited for people to see it because i think it's the funniest as you uh, mentioned earlier, it's the funniest uh, sitcom on television right now to me. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, there's been a lot of hits that Netflix has put out. I mean, it seems like they have really struck gold on these comedy series that they've put out. I mean, there's just been several of them that have come out one after the other. But I, I don't know. I have a feeling about this one that it's just something different about it then it's not the typical sitcom format, if that makes any sense. I feel like there's a lot more humanity and a lot more honesty involved with it. And it sounds like that that's a pretty correct assumption. Yeah, yeah. definitely has, you know, like back in the day, like TGIF or, you know, the. Yeah, the TGI um, Fridays. Like a little message in it or a little warmth and heart in it this definitely has that yeah yeah i mean you're no stranger to the screen and and i feel like all the projects that you've been involved in have all been very successful obviously we talked about the meg but you also were in desperate housewives back in the day um that's probably where a lot of people might remember you from <laughs> for those who watched desperate housewives and uh just a lot of other projects but how did you get your start in this industry? I know you have a music career as well that is equally successful, but as far as just overall, how did Paige become involved? What was sort of the thing that interested you and, and drove you towards this particular career? Well, I've been wanting to be an entertainer since I was like six years old when I fell in love with Michael Jackson, who is still the number one influence and inspiration for me in my life. Um, who I am forever indebted to. I am obsequious to Michael Jackson. I am a sycophant of his and um, of him. And um, <clears throat> so it started with the music, with the rap and stuff. And then <clears throat> I got into theater a little bit in high school, but I was a football player. Then I got into it in college where I still was trying to be a football player, but I got more um, into the arts. And I went through college. I went through graduate school for Shakespeare. I came out to Los Angeles 20 years ago and snuck into an audition that I didn't have. And I didn't have an agent or anything in the right place, right time. And and end up being cast in a CBS pilot called The Kennedys. Uh, yes. Serendipity at its finest. And um, and then I just continued to, to do guest stars or or our series regulars or you know movies and commercials here and there voiceovers 
put out albums. I just wanted to, you know, become very popular on social media, on YouTube and TikTok and Vine. I, I, I have creative ADD and I just want to be able to, to you know, disseminate my talents um, as often as possible. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. I'm the same way. That's why I do a podcast because I want to talk to folks, celebrities, entertainers, comedians, all of those people. And really, this is like the easiest outlet to do it is to have a show. And then I get really fortunate to talk to folks like yourself. We have to take a pit stop here. <laughs> Going back to the Kennedys, you snuck into an audition <laughs> like 20 years ago. The industry was clearly different than it is now. So I have to ask, how did you do that? Like, can you share that story or will it get you in trouble with somebody? No, right? no. Um, I, I honestly, I, you know, I had just got here. I had only been here a month from graduate school okay. and I heard about an audition for um, aspiring DJ. This is back when actors sometimes would get the breakdown. So they would get the audition. The dailies the and stuff. Yeah. Just would get. And you know, I didn't have a car, so I had to have like a friend drive me nice. and pretend as if I was a courier making a delivery and I was delivering myself. I got there a little prematurely um, because they hadn't even started auditioning yet. And I dropped off my headshot and resume. She saw that I didn't have representation. And she was like, are you representing yourself? And I was like, yes. She saw that I had, you know, 20 theater credits and all of this training and so they brought me in for an actual audition and everything just went well from there that audition turned to another audition turned to a testing you know and I ended up getting the part and so that got me an agent and that was the biggest part of my career is getting the right agent because all of my friends from Western Michigan University had come out here they're commensurate talented actors is me but you know if without resources then you can't win and that's how life works right you need resources and you also need knowledge you can't win um one without the other and so you know they could have the knowledge of what they need to know but if they don't have the resources resources being an agent then that knowledge is superfluous and so i was lucky enough to um, get an agent and start getting real opportunities and shots at these auditions. Yeah. You bring up an interesting point Paige. And actually out of all the people I've talked to, you're actually the only one that I can think of who has drawn the delineation in the sense of you can have one thing, but you have to have both. You have to have the resources like they're mutually exclusive almost. Now you had all these theater credits so you clearly had some sort of training. People knew, at least from the outset, right, that you could act. <laughs> if you're doing Shakespeare, you know, these and thous, I mean, that's not easy to pull off. <laughs> and a lot of actors obviously have theater training. They do kids theater, whatever. You know, the old story, they moved to L.A. They live in West Hollywood. You know, they do children's theater and then one thing leads to another and then they get discovered but you kind of went about it in a sort of different way <laughs> i love that you snuck onto the audition and it worked out for you um because you had the information you know the dailies or whatever or not the dailies but the trades that you were getting and you could see okay this out of the other 
interestingly enough, it brings me to a question, this concept of, you know, everybody has the same opportunity to pursue dreams and passions and things like that. I, you, I don't know if you know where I'm going. Do you find that to be true specifically when it comes to being an actor that anybody can do it? Or going back to your comment about you have to have the resources in order to really be successful? I think in life to be successful, you need both. Like okay. even like take take for instance, like if if you want to take into the thing that is uh, currently, you know, most popular right now is like stocks and cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah. Dogecoin. Right? Dogecoin. Take Dogecoin for an example. You can have the knowledge of Dogecoin. People can tell you about it. People can say this is what you do. But if you don't have the resources, i.e. the money and <laughs> enough of it to put it in at the right time, then it's not as lucrative as it could be. Sure. You know, Or if you have the money, but you don't have the knowledge of where it goes, when it goes, then you can't win. So you need those two things to coalesce to be able to make um, success. And, and, and that just goes in life. And so, you know, um, the actors who came here and had the knowledge of acting, they had, they were prepared, but they didn't have the resources. They didn't have the ability to, to get in the rooms of these agents, you know, because it's set up to make you fail. It's like, you need to have credits to get an agent and yeah. to get an agent, you have to have credits. So it's like a spinning wheel here. You know, unless you you are fortuitous. Jamie Kennedy, the actor and comedian, I'm sure you know who he is. He shares the same stories and concepts. It's like he kind of came out here similarly, wanted to do comedy, but acting hit first and then comedy, which is kind of like filling in the gaps through his career. But he did the same thing. He would he actually said he would buy like illegal copies of the trades or get them from people that he wasn't supposed to and go see how the breakdowns were happening and then like go audition. But he said the same thing. It's like, you can't have one without the other in some source. And again, going back to your story specifically, you had the theater credits. So that obviously gave you some advantage, but still, you know, to get an agent in LA and to go through all of this, you know, I think a lot of people don't see always the clear path that it takes to get there. And if you don't have somebody helping you along the way, even it can be, you know, devastating. I mean, the percentages of people that come to L.A. weekly, monthly and leave. Not, let's not even talk about a pandemic. Let's just say yeah. just when life is normal to yeah. try and, quote unquote, make it. The percentage is like minuscule from what I understand. And uh, and you you had great luck and favor, I would say, even to be able to get where you are. You've done a lot of things and kind of accomplished all of these goals. When you were sort of working your way through it, um, at what point did you go, okay, I can, did you have a regular eight to five job that you did and were good at, or did you just kind of work to pay the bills to kind of get to a place where you knew, okay, I'm going to be doing this like for the rest of my life. This is my calling to be an actor and musician when i first got here my friend dominic daniel who is the person who was kind enough to 
um, allow me to come and sleep on his couch. We went to undergrad together. Okay. Um, he was working at the Los Angeles casinos um, as the bank because in the Los Angeles casinos, you, they don't have the license to be the bank. They can have a building that you can yeah, play in so and then someone else has to be the bank. So they allow everyone to be the bank. So a corporation is hired to come in and hire people to sit and play as the bank as many chances as possible within a hand. It, it's supposed to go around, but most people don't want to be the bank. They just want to play against the casino. And so I, I was working for this company for maybe three weeks. Um, and I got fired for being gregarious. Like I, 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 my personality is uh, very big, open, opening, welcoming, fun uh, with levity. And so they wanted people that were stoic and just were there to do the job. And that's it. So they let me go from that. That's when I got this Kennedy's opportunity that money didn't last me that long because here's a little insight for you. Um, I got paid $25,000 to film the pilot of this CBS sitcom. But after taxes, my check was $9,000. And paying everybody <laughs> else too, I'm sure. <laughs> right. Which made me cry. You know, after $25,000, you think, oh, my life has changed. I'll at least get 20 of that. I got nine. That's <laughs> month changing money, but that's still a lot of cash to get yeah, yeah, out but, of the gate. But, remember, but I get I it. Yeah. I had no place to stay. So we found this apartment. I've been in the same apartment for 20 years. Um, we found this apartment near uh, Sony studios. I got me a little um, car to, to function and the money was gone after I paid first and last month's rent and <laughs> got a car to get around that money is now gone. And now I'm back to auditioning, trying to beat out rappers for roles. So, um, the other only job that I had, no, I had two more. I had, I, I that summer I went and I gave out samples of some type of, uh, iced coffee. I would drive around <laughs> to Venice beach and give samples out. So I'll get a hundred dollars a day to do that sometime. And then I had one more job where, um, there was a strike at Rouse and I crossed the picket line and I worked as a scab at Rouse cause they were paying like $20 an hour. And there was no way that I was going to, uh, not take that so i did that for like six months yeah i love it that's great and here you are um working with phenomenal people in your career and it's obviously your time and efforts have paid off now another topic i want to make sure that we cover is your music rap music i mean you have a third studio album page which features production by grammy award-winning aftermath producer focus mike west and you have all kinds of people on your album, Method Man Exhibit, Ali Caldwell. Uh, I mean, good Lord. So let's talk about that. Yes. Well, first of all, this is an album I think you should listen to when you get a chance. I don't know if you're big into hip hop. or. Oh, yeah, 100%. But but this is this is a homage to the 90s, you know, um, the golden era, because I'm a golden era type of rapper. Um, this is a socially conscious album. This is an album that points a mirror at our society and um, black people and the way that they're treated in America. 
Um, and, you know, it, it puts a mirror up to us and it, 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 it lets us see where we are, what we need to do to be better. Um, it's my most important work. Uh, and that goes saying acting included. This is my most important piece of art. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of it and more people need to be able to hear it. I have songs that are very impactful and, um, you know, good for the culture. I have a song called Flowers and it, and it is dedicated to, to, to giving people their flowers while they're alive to smell them as opposed to waiting till people die and then share on Instagram and Twitter what they meant to you. Like, why not do that when they could actually receive that love? Because they're not receiving the love once they die and you post these tributes. They can't read that. They can't smell those flowers. So do it before. And so um, I thought that that was a, 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 a salient part of the project. Yeah, I love it. And one of the other things that I appreciate appreciate about you is, although this last year has just been a nightmare, really, um, and so much has gone on, you have also been very vocal and spoken about those things and how we do need to get better, whether it's through your music or through social media. And I think that's an important conversation that has to be had, because if we can't talk about those things, then we can't get better, right? Like there's no chance. I think it's super important. The music is great. Your television show that you have coming out tomorrow is fantastic. When you're not acting and not music, doing music and you're not hanging out with your cat there, what what other creative outlets do you have? What has kept you busy uh, during the pandemic? Have you picked up any new hobbies or learned any new skills? Are you baking bread? What are you doing? Uh, I, I joined TikTok during the, okay. the pandemic and I made a lot of funny, um, hilarious uh, videos with my son. I garnered over 2.6 million followers on there because we went viral so many times uh, on funny things and just giving an outlet for people when they were just at home, not able to do much of anything, giving them an outlet to laugh. And so I took it upon myself uh, to do so. And that has been a, a fun nuance that I didn't have before. Yeah. So now you mentioned some laughs. Yeah. Go on my TikTok. <laughs> yes. And we'll link all of that in the show notes. This episode will drop later today or tomorrow. One last question here as we wrap up our conversation. You are father. You have a son. You got him involved in the TikTok stuff. Does he have any interest in what you do? Does he want to pursue acting? And if so, is that something that you would encourage in him as a dad? Or do you kind of want to maintain the innocence and uh, kind of make go a different direction? Or are you just overall supportive in any of those decisions that he might have either now or down the road? Well, I'm definitely supportive, um, in particularly because I... I saw very early on that this is something that he was good at and interested in. And I've been recording him since he was like three years old. Um, and so there's videos that go back all the way to when he was like a little kid, you know? And so he's adopted the same interest that I have. 
Uh, he's in college now as a theater major, so he's going in that sense. He has an agent. He auditions for shows, movies, voiceovers. Um, he also has taken an interest in the music field as well. And though his music, you know, the delineation of the two is completely different, um, but it's still uh, good in its own right. You know, he, he, he makes music for his demographic and his age group, and I make music for mine, you know, uh, and so he has basically followed um, in my footsteps when it comes to to that. Uh, and, you know, I um, espouse his efforts. I love it. Nothing greater than being a father and having a child who wants to follow in your footsteps and do what dad does. I'm a dad myself. I have a six-year-old, so he's obviously younger, but even him expressing interest in the things that I do, like podcasting and, and production is amazing, you know, and that's all you can hope for as a father, right? That they... Mm -hmm that they want that that's one of many things obviously but Paige you are fantastic the Upshaws which airs tomorrow tonight at midnight on Netflix Ducks opposite of Wanda Sykes uh I mean god just so many people and uh I imagine like working with all these comedians like it has to be hard to keep it all together like <laughs> I imagine it's a joke fest all the time <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun absolutely your music as well and uh, we'll link all of that into the show notes page. Yeah, thanks make for sure you personally take check that out, man. I think you will like the music. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to check it out. I have a short break here in between press. So I'll put on some music as I get ready for my next interview. But Paige, thanks for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, brother. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.